and all the sports entertainment. Welcome to Two Words Podcast. <laughs> and we have a fun podcast. We have a great podcast because tonight, and tonight only, we're talking about the cream of the crop, the tower of power, too sweet to be sour. That's right. We're talking about the Mitchell Man, Randy Savage. <laughs> I'm going to save my impressions for later. Yeah, mine's not as good, so I don't have to save it. <clears throat> yours is yours is much better. Uh, yeah, tonight we're going to be talking about Macho Man because uh, I think it's I think it's fun. You know, Matt approached me a while back about you know doing a spotlight on somebody, and uh, A and E just recently did their Macho Man documentary, which yeah, was which was really good. really good. The, all good. those biographies yeah. are really really good. Yeah, the Stone um, Cold one was great. The Piper one was great. I haven't seen that one yet. Piper one was really, really good. And then they just come out with Booker T's? They did Booker T's last week. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm surprised they're coming out with them this quickly. Like, I didn't know it was going to be like a, it's like a, a weekly, weekly episode series. Because it's, it's like, you know, it's essentially a movie. Like, it's a, yeah. a full-on documentary. And each of them are different. Yeah. Like, they're produced different. They're kind of like the 30 for 30s. Um, we're like, they're all done by different directors and kind of done in a different thing. So, uh, so yeah, I thought it'd be fun to talk about macho man. Obviously we're going to do some, some macho man voices. It's probably going to get annoying if I'm being honest <laughs> for us as well as you, but first we got some wrestle bits, wrestle slams, wrestle slams, power, sl- power slamming the news, slam talk. What we're doing. <laughs> so I would call it Matt Talk, but your name is Matt. Yeah. I don't know. You mean like Ring Matt. Yeah. Right. Square. Can you be circle. Ring Matt for the podcast instead of Radio Matt? <laughs> no. I'm just just one just one one night a week. No. Well, yeah, so a lot's kinda happened. We haven't been with you guys in uh several weeks. In fact, I don't think we've recorded a podcast since WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. We we have not done our WrestleMania reactions or, or anything. Um, I got sick. I think there was one week we just couldn't do it. Like, it's it's just been a very strange... No, actually, I think there's only been one. I think there's because... only one that we've missed, but it was... It's because you were sick. It was because I was sick, but, like, our schedule was, was made it so that, like, we haven't recorded in a month. Right. So... Right, because we only do one every two weeks, yeah. Um, and we can't mess that up, because... Yeah. It's the schedule. It's just the way it is. Um, <laughs> uh, but I guess first up, AEW is moving to TBS with another program. Yeah. Well, they're bo- well, both shows are moving. Are they both moving? Yeah. Both, okay. Both uh, Dynamite and then this new program, Rampage. I wonder why. We'll be moving. I mean, I know it's I mean, all owned it's, by it's Turner. All, yeah, it's all but... Turner. But they will be doing a, I think, quarterly super card okay. on TNT still. 
And so there'll still be a TNT connection. Okay. So it's kind of like their pay-per-view, I guess. So yeah. it's like those the weird ones that they keep doing that aren't pay-per-views. I, I love Like those. they just did, the Blood and Guts one. Like Blood and Guts. Which we also haven't gotten to talk about. We didn't get to talk about. I had to, I had to specifically make a video while sitting in my car eating breakfast. Yeah. Because I had to talk about Blood and Guts. Yeah. I kind of gave my reactions. What were your reactions uh, to Blood and Guts? Blood and Guts overall was phenomenal. It really yeah. felt like the wrestling that we really loved when ECW and WWE were kind of blurring the lines, uh, especially the Blood and Guts match, like the, the War Games match. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. But <laughs> like, I, I thought it was really, really good. I do understand people that are kind of upset with the the bad camera work for the fall at the end yeah because <laughs> it did really look like oh just there's a big black mattress he just landed on and that's really the second <laughs> that's really the second like disappointing you know, they're, yeah they're, ending their yeah. in-ring product and production is so off the charts amazing yeah but they're extracurricular, <laughs> if you will. Right. Um, it's like they keep wanting to end on this big moment, and just the last two big moments have kind of flopped. But they 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 contracted like the cheapest guy to to do right. it, you know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it still wasn't you know bad, and and the same you know the same people that were complaining that oh gosh he landed on a, a feathery feathery pillow. Down there were complaining about the the Matt Hardy match, you know, six months ago. Yeah, where they leapt off that thing and took that big bump. I mean, it's it's we don't really want him to get hurt. We just want the yeah. illusion of him getting hurt. No, and and AEW fans, like people who are just AEW fans, yeah. they're really picky and they really just want to tear everything apart. Yeah. Um, because they want perfection right off the bat, and I think that's a little ridiculous. But I, I thought that as far as that match goes, really there's little you could do that was better. It told a great story. It mm-hmm. put all of these people front and center. The thing with, with uh, Sammy Guevara just, just surrendering to save yeah. Chris Jericho was beautiful. And then to have him still throw him off the cage. It was good it was storytelling. Beautiful. It was it was a it was a fantastic match. And, you know, two years ago, nobody knew who MJF was. Nobody right. knew who Wardlow was. Nobody knew who Sammy Guevara was. Nobody knew who uh, Santana and Ortiz were. Right. And now they are in this incredible... They're in probably the match of the year. What's probably at least to, in the, At least in the top ten so far. At yeah, least so sure. far, at least definitely in the top... Right. Uh, probably top five for me. Yeah, I Because um, WrestleMania was kind of a bust. Um, and, I mean, it's competing with, you know, the zombie match. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, we're so we, we, we which, which we're not going to talk about <laughs> just yet. We'll, we'll save that for, for a few minutes. And also, Chris Jericho is 50, guys. Yeah, just, I mean... He's in great shape. <laughs> and he's also said he's never going to do that again. Because yeah. it still really hurt him. <laughs> You know, I mean, they made Jake Hager interesting, right? It's it's that's a hard, that's a hard, that's a hard road sell to after hold. We there. all saw Jack Swagger, 
<laughs> we um, the people. Yeah. He <laughs> came, oh, do you remember when he, he came back? Like there's a, in WWE, he came back with that big thing. Like he wanted to be in. I, I don't I remember if it was Elimination Chamber or something, but he came back. It was his big return, and like nobody cheered. Yeah. Like nobody cared at all. Most like, people oh, forgot who he was at that. Jack point. Swagger. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the zombie match. Dude. Total total garbage, right? Dude. Well, okay. Uh, having he, having a chance once again to look at this with hindsight, like like we did with the uh, Bad Bunny match, yep. WrestleMania. Okay, I mean it was a stupid gimmicky thing. They tried to make it funny. Like, I, I'm okay with it <laughs> for the ten minutes or less that it ran. And the fact that they wanted to goof around with it. I also like the fact that they uh, had a kind of makeup match for it on Raw, which was actually pretty long and pretty good. Yeah. With Johnny, uh, John Morrison. And, Johnny Drip uh, Chip. Johnny Drip Chip. With an, you know, an actual lumberjack match. Uh, and it was actually really good. The Miz, unfortunately, actually did get hurt during the zombie match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my problem. Sorry, I just bumped your mic. Uh, here's my problem is that, like, fine, it's a gimmick match. I, I guess I can accept it as what it is, whatever. But to do that to The Miz and Damian Priest, I mean, Damian Priest is still trying to win people over. Yeah. And doing that to him, I mean, it was so bad that Batista was like, yeah, don't put that on me. I didn't send those guys over. Uh, also, the um the zombies one of them was Scotty Too Hotty. Are you serious? Very serious. 100%. Wow. They were all NXT wrestlers and Scotty Too Hotty. Wow. Yeah, he posted an Instagram picture of himself in the full zombie makeup and had several different uh different guys doing his whole thing. That's um, pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, yeah, like, I don't think I'll ever look back on the match and be like, I'm glad they did that. No. Um, but mostly because of who they did it to. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, well, uh, I mean, a couple of these are still old now, but uh, Daniel Bryan is a free agent. He's a free agent. Explain it to me like I'm five. Like he, um, he's, he's not under contract with WWE anymore. He's just but doing WWE spots wants for them. Him. Yeah. yeah, WWE still wants him. That's why they keep dropping his name in very complimentary lights and random wrestlers' promos. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, they really want him back. They're, they will pay. WWE is going to pay whatever it takes to keep him from going to AEW. Yeah. Like, if AEW offers him, you know, a million dollars, they will pay him $2 million to stay in WWE, even if it's to do nothing. <laughs> which is which will be unacceptable to right, him. Right, it will be. But uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I I he, don't think they're gonna let. I, I don't think he's gonna go to AEW. He holds so much power. He really does. I mean, it's amazing how much the power most they hold. Powerful free agent right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's insane. And and also uh, with AEW. Andrade is challenging Kenny Omega for the AAA. I saw that. Yeah. The AAA championship. I am loving this whole Kenny Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in all of the promotions. Right. And if I were a <laughs> WWE, belts. I would do. If I were a WWE exec, I would be like, I would be calling up Tony Khan and being like, Hey, 
Does uh, Does Kenny Omega want to be WWE champion? Because <laughs> that's how you bridge that gap, and that's how you get a lot of eyes on your product. Right. Jinder Mahal's back with a new stable. Jinder Mahal is back. Veer and Shanky. Shanky. They tested it on main event first. Like, that was their debut. Yeah. And then... I don't even remember whose match he interfered with last week, but he showed up on one of the main shows. Yeah. It was largely unforgettable. I mean, yeah. forgettable. No, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but they got they got to push him back because they're doing NXT India, so. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I don't, I, 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 if you watched the, the watch along with us. Which you should have. You heard me exclaim. Where the freak is the fiend? <laughs> and the more the more this Alexa Bliss thing happens without being tied to the fiend, the more I'm really disliking it. Yeah. Like what is she, what is she doing? Now she's now, now she's, she's just a possessed woman. Now she's just um like heckling essentially or maybe protecting, it's hard to tell, Tamina and Natalia. Yep. What? What's happening? Yep. Just happened. <laughs> just a thing we're doing. No. Why we're doing it? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, just I want the fiend back. I don't know what's going on. Oh, but okay. But here's one thing that happened that I really loved, and I don't know if you heard about this. So with the, with blood and guts, Vince McMahon and, and creative behind you know WWE were pretty upset with it. Yeah. Basically claiming. You set the business back 30 years with that match. Okay. Well, then the zombie match happened. And Chris Jericho took to Twitter and said, really? Zombies? You just set wrestling back 30 years. Yeah. And I loved it. I don't think anybody actually <laughs> connected those two. Because I read an article about that and they really didn't like, it didn't seem like they mentioned that at all. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, kind it's just, it, I, I agree. I don't agree that Blood and Guts set wrestling back 30 years, unless we're talking about the time when wrestling actually started getting good. Yeah. Uh, but, which we're welcome to Which, to yeah, that. that's the kind we want. But if we're talking about weird, gimmicky, just terrible ideas for characters that we're supposed to try and believe exist, like, they did so well introducing The Fiend. And so bad introducing the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> I buy the fiend. Such a bad thing. A I bad don't idea. buy the zombies. It's not even a zombie. Not even a little bit. And then really, I guess the last thing is uh, WWE released a new batch of people, including Eric Young. Mm. I think it was Eric Young. He was one of, one of the members of Sanity. I don't recall. One of the members who hasn't been. It's, it's, it's mostly people that haven't really been on TV, right? Yeah. Aside from that one referee. Yeah, and Drake Wartz, who I used to try to defend, and then you found out he may not really be a sultry character, so, which is sad. Because originally a lot of people were like attacking him on Twitter like about all this different stuff, and it's like, what? I think the only thing he's trying to do is like... Velveteen Dream was released? What? This just when, happened. What? <laughs> Breaking news, folks! <laughs> just read an article about how they were gearing up for his like comeback wow 
Velveteen Dream is gone alongside Vanessa Bourne, Ezra Judge, Jake Clemens, Drake Wirtz, uh, Kavita Devi, Alexander Alexander Wolf. Wolf was the guy I was talking about. Skyler Story. Wow. Uh, <sighs> wow. Velveteen Dream, I, I, I don't I know there was like some controversy with him. I don't really know what it was. And but I do know that he was one of the most generically like loved. Like he was he was a yeah. fan favorite because he was so different from anything else that had ever come before. And he was really good. And he's a really good wrestler. He's wow. really good in the ring. I remember the first seeing him on uh Tough Enough, NXT Tough Enough. Yeah. Um, which ironically I think the only two people that didn't get contracts from that are the two people that won. Like they're they're the only ones and oh, now right. Velveteen yeah, yeah, Dreams yeah. are the only ones that aren't currently employed. Wow. Okay. Um, I cannot believe that. I, I mean, I wonder if there's a reason behind it. So I know if something else that I know a year ago, a couple years ago, um, there was some there was some talk about some unsultry behavior that he was he was delving into um, with yeah. ladies. Some sketchiness. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't read enough on it to say whether I believe that or not. Um, but he was off TV for a while. He was off TV for a very, very long time. Yeah. If you want to see some really good NXT wrestling, um, he did a program with uh, Alistair Black. Alistair Black. The, right before Alistair Black took off to the main roster and 20, stopped 2017. being on TV. Um, yeah, man. That sucks. Wow. This sucks. Wow. I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> We're never talking about WWE again. That's it. I'm not doing it. I don't want to. That's all I got. Uh, I guess we're going to end on a down note <laughs> for this segment. When we come back, we got some impressions. Mm. Stay here. This week in nerd history, WWE drops an F-bomb. Okay, more like a bombshell. When on May 6th, 2002, the World Wrestling Federation, better known then as the WWF, dropped the F from their name, rebranding as WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. CEO at the time, Linda McMahon, announced as World Wrestling Federation Entertainment, we have entertained millions of fans around the United States and around the globe. Our new name puts the emphasis on the E for entertainment, what our company does best. WWE provides us with a global identity that is distinct and unencumbered, which is critical to our U.S. and international growth plans. In more clear reality, the decision was made after the other WWF, the World Wildlife Fund, was successful in a court case against them in Switzerland and was threatening to take it around the world. Why? Well, this all occurred around the time the Attitude Era began, when the once more wholesome, family-friendly version of WWF wrestling was now trying to outdo their competitors in WCW by being more risque and adult. However, even before this, there were also concerns over various harassment scandals coming from the company. The World Wildlife Fund 
Don entered into an agreement with the World Wrestling Federation that the wrestling company would stop referring to themselves by their initials internationally, so nobody would confuse news stories and companies when it came to negative headlines generated by the wrestling company. However, a few years later, when the McMahon clan bought WWF.com and introduced a new logo, the World Wildlife Fund rightly saw this as a breach of that agreement. Of course, this change was no easy feat, and it took a while to catch on. I still hear the occasional slip-up reference to WWF nearly 20 years later. In many classic video collections and clips, you'll see the WWF logo either covered by the new WWE version or just completely blurred out, which would sometimes include every turnbuckle pad, microphone, jacket, lapel, title belt, and more, because they slapped that logo on everything just in case you forgot who the heck you were messing with, Jack. Only in the last few years have they been able to unblur those logos and celebrate with classic throwback logos on merch, no doubt largely because of a return to a more family-friendly PG playbook. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where today we're talking about the Macho Man. And, uh, you know, you just you just can't talk about Macho Man without getting a little bit of that voice in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. It's the Macho Man. The cream of the crop. <laughs> and so we thought, and Matt does an incredible Macho Man Impression. I mean, it is incredible. It's better than most impressionists of other things. Like, it ranks up there. This is some Frank Caliendo level stuff. Let's, let's just build it up so we can disappoint I'm, everybody. I'm hoping. <laughs> I want to make you look bad. Um, but we are a uh, we are at at our core um, a a wrestling podcast for Christians, a clean wrestling well, podcast. Not, not necessarily, yeah. We know our John 316s and a our clean. Austin 316s. <laughs> we have Christian influence, but largely. Um, I mean, we're both we're both ministers. <laughs> uh, LTN Radio is part of a, a ministry. <laughs> um, and, we, and, you know, I, I feel that we provide a great service providing a clean wrestling podcast because there aren't that many clean wrestling podcasts out there. I dare say... We might be one of maybe a handful. Yeah. Like, it is a rarity. Yeah. Uh, especially ones of any quality. So. And so with, with that being said, <laughs> I had a really fun idea. If you, it, what would it be like if you took a story about Jesus and you replaced him with Macho Man? And I think that's the first time I've said that out loud. <laughs> and I, how how heretical did that sound? I'm a little worried. <laughs> um, I wanted to turn Jesus confronting someone into a Macho Man promo. promo yeah. I think that's fun. That sounds like fun sounds to me. Fun. Yeah. Um, we are talking from the point of view from of Macho Man, so we may say some weird things. It's not going to be a, a a theologically correct <laughs> summation um 
but I think it's fun. So since since I built yours up to be so much better than mine, I'm going to do mine first. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that we end on a high note. Uh, mine is, and you wrote, yeah, we, we were talking earlier about how much more prepared you are for these things than I am. Yeah. Like you have yours entirely written out. You didn't write yours out? I did not write mine out. Oh, that's dangerous. I tried to, but I like, I couldn't write it in a voice of my, <clears throat> like I couldn't write it. In the voice of Macho Man, it was really weird. Do you have an outline? I know it. Oh goodness! Okay, I know it. It's dangerous. I know it. Makes going. me nervous. <laughs> Why does it make you nervous? Hey, I, I, my name's attached to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Matt in Radio Matt. I have a reputation to uphold. You know? Um, <clears throat> no, but I think we're gonna have some fun. So this right. is Macho Man. If Macho Man scolded the fig tree. <laughs> I forgot this is what you chose. <laughs> All right. This is the idea that specifically I was like, what would Macho Man have said to the fig tree? <laughs> and I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to get that Macho Man in. Yeah, I have to say, oh, yeah. But yeah, you got you to gotta get it in there. You kind of got to get into it. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, the Macho Man. Oh, yeah. You don't do a bad job. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you a little story, Mean Gene. You see, the Macho Man was walking along the other day and got a little hungry. You know, calories need to build up for the love machine to keep on working. The Macho Machine, you know what I mean? And so I looked over and I spotted a fig tree. Oh, and I thought, oh, yeah. Get me some figs. Maybe have a little fig newton. Maybe a little figgy pudding. Don't know if there's actually figs in figgy pudding, mean gene, but I was really hoping for some. Oh my God. And when I went over to that fig tree, you know what I saw, mean gene? You know what I saw? You know what the macho man looked upon and saw in that tree? Nothing! There wasn't a single bud on that tree, not even a little piece of fruit, not even a little leaf. Oh, no. Oh, that doesn't bode well with the macho man. The macho man is the cream of the crop. He's the he's the top of the food chain. And if you're going to come in and be in front of the macho man, well, you better know one thing. You better start getting fruity. Oh, yeah. So I told that fig tree that you're never going to work here again. And if you try to come in, step in the ring with me. Well, you better bring all that you got. You better get real fruity real fast because I'm ready. I'm gonna twist you. I'm gonna turn you and I may even break out my bone saw. Oh, yeah. Making Spider-Man references here. Oh, yeah. So, Fig Tree, you better watch it. And do you know what happened to that Fig Tree when we walked past it the next day? Dead. That was pretty good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what I saw? You know what I saw? Nothing. Nothing. That not even good. a little thing. That was pretty good. That was pretty good, especially for not being prepared. Now I'm worried that mine's going to feel too robotic because I haven't written that. There's somebody. Yeah, I promise you it will not feel too robotic because I've heard this before. There's somebody in our Twitch stream asking why. <laughs> they just said, oh, no, a bunch of times and went, why? Because we can. If my mom was listening to this, she'd be asking the same thing. We haven't, uh, we haven't done impressions since the very first not. episode. So what a, what a better way to end the season, uh-huh. the first season. But did we even announce that? This is our first season finale. Yeah. 
We'll be taking uh, two months off from the podcast, and then we'll be back in August. I'm not sure which week, either the first or second week. Um, but we'll still be here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna alternate between. We'll be doing videos basically on Facebook. Yeah. Alternate quick videos discussing some of the news, and uh, we'll do our live streams as well. Watching uh, watch alongs. Do some content. We'll Make have some happen. content. Just no. I'm very, I'm very excited. So Matt, who are who is Macho Man confronting today? Okay, well I went with uh, confronting the Pharisees, uh, and the promo that I, I'm kind of riffing on is the. One of the most infamous promos that Macho Man gave, one of the more intense ones that he gave against Hulk Hogan. Okay. When he felt Hulk Hogan had betrayed him and uh, taken his lady and all kinds of things. So uh, here we go. Whew. All right. Get you some ODAs in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, these Pharisees right here are certified experts on the law of Moses. So you do good to obey everything they teach you. But, and it's an enormous but, don't do as they do. Because they say one thing and they do another. That's right. I'm talking about you, you snakes, you vipers, you wolves in sheep's clothing. You're putting me unjustifiably in a position that I don't want to be in. But let me tell you a little something right now. You see, the Son of Man is not happy with some of the decisions that you've been making lately. Yeah, you stick burdens on the shoulders of these people. You don't lift a finger to help, do you? You made a lot of promises. You made vows to do the Lord's work, didn't you? Promises you didn't keep. You act like you're holier than a donut. And the Son of Man came to live a meek life, but you claim to be a God and come in with your grandstanding and your hot dogging and you wear your big stupid hats like they are some kind of crown while you're in for trouble. I'm out here helping the poor and the sick, showing them the love of God, but you couldn't let that stand. You come to accuse me of breaking the word of God. Let me tell you something. I am the word of God. Yeah, but you couldn't stand not to get your hot dog and your grandstanding in. You travel over land and sea to win one follower. And when you do, you make the person twice as fit for hell as you are. You come to the altar and give God a tenth of your spices like you're the cream of the crop. You got your mint. Yeah, you got your dill. Oh, yeah, you got your cumin. That's right. But you didn't got the things that matter. You don't got justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You're treating the altar like a glorified spice wreck while the people are begging for breadcrumbs from their tables. Your soul is full of the devil's residue. Yeah. Like only washing the outside of a bowl and leaving what's left inside to rot and mold. Yeah, it's disgusting. But you're responsible for much more than this, you Pharisees. Not only are you hot dogs, grandstanders, showboats, prima donnas, but you're murderers too. You take prophets I send and have them killed or hung, beaten, or chased out of town. And what you've done to them is enough to get me hot. But what you do to the eternal souls of your followers is enough to take me to my boiling point yeah so you can run serpents you can crawl on your bellies and hide in the shadows but you don't change your ways you can never hope to escape the fires of hell oh yeah 
just called the Pharisees hot dogs. <laughs> oh, Twitch oh. chat. This is somehow less bad than some church camps gets. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hate to admit this, but this is good. Hey. It, it is Lark, good. Matt, thank you very much. Matt has so much fun. <laughs> I really do like Macho Man. And the thing is... We would do this if we didn't have a podcast. <laughs> this is what we did before we had a podcast. Now we have to force ourselves not to do funny wrestling things or talk yeah. wrestling throughout the week. Yeah. <laughs> well. Oh, gosh. Oh. Uh, I'm hot. Let us know who else Macho Man might have confronted in the Bible. <laughs> um, head on over to our socials at, at LTN, or at two words LTN. It's the end of the first season, and I still don't know you our social media accounts. Um, <laughs> at two words LTN, wherever you're at, just type it in the search bar. We're right there. Uh, when we come back, we're talking about the cream of the crop himself, the Macho Man. Steer. ever been around another person who used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain that you should know, but you didn't? Well, of course you have. Hey, don't worry, nerd, because we've got some great news for you. You're about to learn something brand new, and this will be useful. Not like that throwaway knowledge like math or science. This is the real world, bub, and you need to be able to hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up a chair and pay attention, because LTN's got another nerdy definition for you. This week's phrase is speedrun. Commonly used in the video game industry to refer to single, contiguous playthroughs of a game from beginning to end. Speedruns became popular in 1994 thanks to everyone's favorite space marine and a little game that we like to call Doom. Id Software's new IP allowed for players to record demos of their playthroughs and several websites were created to allow for the verification and submission of said runs to make sure that they were legit. Now, why would somebody need to verify if a speedrun was legit or not? Tool-assisted speedruns are a computer program that use the best possible route to complete a level that would be highly unlikely for a human to recreate based on frame-perfect execution and a Neo-esque understanding of how the game is coded. That being said, speedruns are still being done to this day and you can watch one on YouTube for just about any game that you can think of. As a matter of fact, Awesome Games Done Quick, or AGDQ for short, even hold events where they bring in some of the best speedrunners on the internet and then use it as a fundraising tool to help with things like cancer research, humanitarian efforts, and disaster relief. So, the next time you sit down to play a game and someone starts talking about this awesome speedrun that they've seen, you can hold your head high because, well, you understand that reference. Podcast, and we're talking about the macho man Randy Savage. You know, I just don't think there's a more polarizing, a more, uh, I mean, when you think wrestling, you got to think of the macho man. He's one of the top. 
He's one of the, the um, he, he's the cream. He's the cream. Yeah, right. He really he is. is the cream of the crop. <laughs> uh, he was born in Ohio. Randy Puffo. Mm-hmm. Puffo. 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 Uh, played some minor league baseball for some professional teams. Switch hitter. Ran around. And switch pitter. pitcher. Yeah. Pitter. <laughs> um, which has just got to be terrifying like to see a guy that size. I mean, I know he wasn't like as big when he was playing baseball, but he was still a pretty... He was, he was a big dude compared to, for, dude. for baseball players. He yeah. was small in wrestling, but... Yeah. Um, uh, got out of professional baseball, and his dad, who was a wrestler before that, uh, decided to start up its own company that just went around and razzed other companies. Right. That was ICW, and they mainly razzed Memphis Wrestling. Yeah. And and the King. <laughs> yeah. I think that was my one of my favorite things that I learned about... The early days is that Macho Man would get on TV and just, <laughs> and just challenge Jerry Lawler <laughs> with Jerry Lawler having no intention of ever replying or facing him. But that was really that was really like the cool thing because when I watched it, I was like that that was brilliant. Yeah, because he knew that at some point he was going to wrestle. Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Like he knew that at some point he was going <laughs> to wrestle Jerry Lawler. Just so he's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to start, I'm going to start doing this. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start laying that groundwork and, and tell an amazing story. Um, so Matt, what's, I mean, look, what, what made Macho Man the best? Oh gosh. That's a giant question. What draws, <laughs> what draws you to Macho Man? Uh, I, I really believe he was one of the most, well, the, the only word I can think of is flamboyant. But, <laughs> but one of the most most in just, a totally straight way, right? One of the most just just eye catching oddities that drew you in, like, what is this guy? You know, you hear that voice, you see the the jackets with all the flair and Macho Man written everything. You see the sunglasses that say Macho Man across. Like, how do you see out of those sunglasses? These, yeah, the big cowboy hat, the frills, and everything. You're like, who is this dude? Whenever you saw him snapping into a Slim Jim, you're like, okay. If you're not into wrestling, like, what is... What you is want that? to find out where this guy's from. Yeah. And to to see that in comparison to his ring work, which was, again, as we said, you know, he was a smaller guy. Uh, he was he was buff. Like, he was, he was built, but he was shorter. And like it or not, that's just been a fact of the business. It's the taller people that tend to get the push... Higher, and that might be why Macho Man never quite eclipsed Hulk Hogan. But he was right; he was right there in the number two position for me. I just think he was—he was the definition of wrestling entertainment, in my my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, he was a show in and of himself. And yeah, and that's because <laughs> he knew how to make himself unforgettable. Yeah. And his ring work was flawless. I mean, I watched that WrestleMania three match with Steamboat yeah. all the way through, and it's like that really is Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. Um, one of the greatest matches that still stands today. There were twenty false finishes in that match, like near that's, near falls. That's amazing. Like, and it just had everybody on the edge of their seat. It 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 overtook the show. Yeah, and it was so you know what's so interesting about that. Is that Macho Man wanted to plan that whole thing out, you know, step by step, and Steamboat was very notorious for like, I just want to call things in the ring. I don't, I don't, I don't need to plan any of this out. Um, I don't need to, you know, do any of that. 
I know that I remember in the documentary he was talking about, uh, I think it was his brother, was talking about once he actually developed that character and developed that voice, that was the only voice you ever heard. Not not just in the ring or doing a promo, his daily life. He lived that character from that point on. He lived that gimmick with that intensity, with that uh, arrogance, the the like perceived paranoia with uh, his his wife at the time. Like all that you saw on TV also really kind of was happening in real life. Yeah. Because he, he blurred the line between reality and fiction, which in some ways was really good because it kept the kayfabe alive, kept the story alive, kept yeah. him in character. But in, in other ways, it turned out to be very bad. The thing a lot, and I don't know that they really talked about it in the documentary, but like Macho Man was really paranoid from what from what a lot of like Eric Bischoff and if you talk to those guys, they're like, Randy was just paranoid that everyone was out to get him all of the time. Well, I think that intensified the more he used drugs. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's true. That's, got, that's definitely a side drugs, effect. Ecstasy, steroids. But he was incredibly <clears throat> loyal to people he was loyal to. Yeah. So, like, Bischoff talks about signing uh, Lanny Poffo, who's uh, Randy's brother. Right. And some, uh, I think it was Conrad Thompson was like, why did you sign Lanny Poffo? And... Eric Bischoff said, because I, because Randy wouldn't sign if we didn't. Yeah. It's like, I really wanted Randy, and Randy wasn't going to sign unless we signed Randy, uh, unless we signed Lanny and we signed uh, Elizabeth. Yep. Like, even after they had gotten a divorce, he was still like, I need to take care of you. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna do my best. And so I think that's crazy. I think it's crazy that he had a rap career. <laughs> The Be A Man album. Where he dissed Hulk Hogan. <laughs> did you ever listen to that album? Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. I haven't. I really probably should. <laughs> I listened to it a long time ago. Um, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, it has But he did bad. get a young 50 Cent to say, if you don't have it, you don't know what music is. Well. <laughs> and now look at us. Um I don't. I don't know. Do you have a Do you have a favorite Macho Man moment? The, I, I don't have specific moments. I, if I had to pick a, a moment, it would be that match, the WrestleMania three match. Yeah. But I do recall, like the the earliest things that I remember from him were actually with him in WWE as a announcer. Okay. Like yeah. I, I didn't when I joined in, he had, he he was done with WWE wrestling. He was announcing, yeah. Which he didn't want to be in that position, but they were like, "We're we're going to make way for for the younger talent, and we're just going to have you sit down." Guys, you aren't insane. But I enjoyed I enjoyed him on commentary. Like I, I thought it was I thought it was fun. Um, I said announcer, didn't I? I meant commentary team. Uh, I, I thought he was he, he was a, a blast, and I, I still like that when they do that with wrestlers occasionally. But I, I got more exposed to him when he jumped to WCW, uh, and so like I remember, oh, like I was really young still, but I'm remembering like when he joined NWO. I'm remembering still having these kind of semi feuds with Hulk Hogan. Never got to get over on Hogan. Yeah, like his entire career, WWE. WCW, he never got to actually be on top in that feud, which was obviously something that ate away at him. 
Yeah. But uh, just, it's just there's just a lot of good memories of him being there. <laughs> His I, promos, of course, just there's no there's no comparison. One of the best promo guys on the planet. Yeah. If I had to get specific, uh, I think that episode two of Monday Nitro, Lex Luger had just shown up in WCW the week before. Yeah. He Was comes he on out. on episode two? What's up? Macho Man came on episode two? Macho Man, I think, was on episode... Yeah, he was on episode two. Wow. I know he was, he was on episode two. Why do I feel like it was a lot later than that? Because the Legion of... Because uh, Hulk, Macho Man, and Sting were challenging, like, the Dungeon of Doom, mm. um, <clears throat> which uh, I'm contractually obligated to say the Dungeon of Doom was garbage, but... Um, <laughs> They there were there was some there was some big match for them coming up, and th- uh, they did a spot where they were trying to figure out what Luger's deal was, and you know Luger comes out and they're all in the ring, and Hulk Hogan goes you know goes well I just want to know what you're doing out here brother, and Macho Man for no reason whatsoever, unprompted, has a microphone already steps. In between Hulk Hogan and Lex Luger, and goes, I'd like to know the answer to that question too. And that's the only thing he said. And they gave him a microphone for it. And see, so that's what I mean. And like, it's in my mind, I'm like, in Hogan's shadow thing. <laughs> in my mind, I know that they had the conversation in the back. They're like, they're like, okay, you're, you know, Hulkster, you're going to ask Luger what the thing is. And Macho Man was like coming up behind in the conversation was like, and I'm going to ask him as well, right? And they're like, no. He goes, yeah, I'm going to. That seems <laughs> we need to ask him twice. I brought my own mic from I home. have a microphone. <laughs> I need to say something. And they're like, well, we, we were thinking we just could not give you a microphone. He's like, I don't understand. <laughs> Why wouldn't I have a microphone? <laughs> I have to I have to ask him the question. <laughs> I'm like, not okay, fine, fine, Randy, <laughs> fine. Ask him what do you want to ask him. Um, I do know that that was a surprise. Him going to WCW, like yeah. he didn't tell anybody about it. Like he was, he was supposed to be on Raw commentating, and didn't show up. Just, just wasn't there. People, <laughs> people yeah. told Vince, uh, "Hey, he's on the other show right now." <laughs> And so Vince went out there. I think he was, uh, uh, I think he was, Vince was actually rather uh, kind because he went out there having just learned that, that uh, Macho Man just abandoned ship and he went out there and filled in the spot and actually addressed Macho Man on air and said, we, we've loved having you here and we wish you the best of luck uh, in this new endeavor. He never mentioned WCW by name, but yeah. you know, it was clear that he was leaving. Like he was he was very uh, uh diplomatic about it. Yeah. Uh but he did take uh the Slim Jim uh uh, uh promotion with him. Yeah, that was, was actually seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. That was that was part of the WCW contract. Mm-hmm. Was like they didn't ask for the Slim Jim thing, but Slim Jim was like, Well, we go where Macho Man goes. <laughs> Um, the, uh, another good memory that I have, I was, you know, I didn't see it live, but I have watched it since was they were the only wrestling wedding to actually make it to the end. <laughs> like it's the only gimmick they, wedding they made the I do on air where the whole thing happened. That's great. 
the the breakdown didn't happen until the reception where uh, Jake the snake let snakes go in the reception, yeah. and so they filmed that. But no other wrestling wedding has ever completed the ceremony, <laughs> uh, which I find funny. But <laughs> but that was pretty cool. Even though sadly, while they were like getting fake married, they were actually real married already. Yeah. And they were basically on the verge of divorce at that point. Yeah. So that was that's kind of a bummer a mockery of their that. of their marriage probably wasn't helping. Right, right. So that's that's a bit sad. Yeah. And that's that's also a problem with wrestling is especially with WWE, I feel like, is that they always seem to take the real life problems of people and they're like, let's make a story out of that. Like like Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy and Lita. And Lita was cheating on Matt Hardy with Edge in real life. And they're like, all right, let's turn that into a story as well. So, Matt, let's let's feed off your pain. Let's let's do something here. Let's do something here. <laughs> Our Twitch chat, Lark, is asking how many wrestling wedding, weddings are there? Uh, Not a whole lot, but more than you would assume. But the, And they've all been disastrous. <laughs> and they've all been bad. At what uh, point? Stephanie versus Test. Or Stephanie versus <laughs> Stephanie marrying Test. That was bad. Yeah. Uh, was that the one where um, Snitsky punts the baby? No. Or was that, that was just a regular, that was just, he punted. It wasn't a real baby lark, just. It wasn't a real I baby. feel the need to make sure you know that. And this was also during the weird era. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that was the one where Triple H interrupted and said, okay. oh, okay, yeah. no, I I took her to. Oh, and they went to, I they got went her, to Vegas. I got her drunk and I took her to Vegas and we got yeah. married there. <laughs> um, there <laughs> was, was the, just bad. there was the Daniel Bryan, it was the Daniel Bryan, AJ Lee, that was officiated by Slick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the uh, Chuck and Larry wedding. I don't remember that one. Was it Chuck and Larry? It was. It was the one where there was a there was there was there were two characters that uh, appeared to be uh, 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 of the lifestyle. Yeah, Chuck and Billy. Chuck and Billy, and <sighs> but they never quite like admitted to that and then for some reason they were building up this gimmick of okay they're gonna get married and uh it was led by the, their manager his name was rico who was like openly uh homosexual uh and they built it up and they kept going and they got to the wedding and they're doing the things and uh going through the whole ceremony and he says you can uh you can now kiss uh each other and they like start freaking out like what are you doing <laughs> You know, it wasn't. It wasn't supposed to go this far. To go to this was just supposed to be. A, this was just supposed to be a gimmick to get us more spotlight, more screen time, whatever. And it was. It was really weird and really distasteful. Just all of them have been bad. Uh, and then there was another one. I don't remember who the wedding was, but the minister was Eric Bischoff in in old man makeup. Okay. And uh, he said he said something along the lines of. Uh, marriage is, is sacred whether it lasts a lifetime, a few years, or just three minutes. <laughs> then he broke, wait a minute. Did I just say three, three minutes? minutes? And in comes three-minute warning, and it busts yeah. up everybody and beat them all up. Like, none of them have gone well. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the fact that the very first one actually made it all the way through to the end 
pretty significant accomplishment. I tried to convince Hillary to let me uh, wear a recreation of Macho Man's suit for our wedding. <laughs> she politely uh, told me no. Um, but after Elizabeth died, Macho Man kind of kind of faded out of wrestling. Um, like did. I said, he, he released a rap album that 50 Cent apparently thought was unmissable. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, then, and then he did Spider-Man and... I, I, it's not the last thing I ever saw him in, but did he was, was he in TNA for like a real short amount of time? I feel like he was for a, a hot second. Yeah, okay, he was in TNA because I because I, I don't know why I thought he died in 2005 and he died in like 2011. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not been too. It hasn't been long. it hasn't been a long time, but but I do love the cameo. That that's my favorite part of the entire first uh, Sam Raimi uh, Spider Man. Yeah, Tobey Maguire uh, was do it do it say it. <laughs> who's, who's ready, Matt? <laughs> who's ready to take on Bonesaw is ready? Oh, where do you think you're going? We got you for, got three, you for three minutes. minutes. Playtime. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I don't think he actually says oh yeah though. I don't uh, think he said the oh yeah. Because he's not technically Macho Man in the but, movie. Oh, you know, he was in Ready to Rumble. It, as the Slim Jim like yeah, standout Jim come to life in that weird daydream that David Arquette had, that was fun. Yeah, I love Ready to Rumble. It was a, a terrible one. movie, but we should watch it. along of Ready to Rumble. Heck yes, heck to the Put yes. Put that on the list. <laughs> um, uh, but we are so thankful for the time we did get with Macho Man, a fantastic talent, made up so many fantastic fun memories um that we're gonna we're gonna get to live with kind of forever you know? and then he did mellow out by the way uh, did he? after he got out of wrestling uh he, he stopped taking steroids <laughs> stopped taking drugs that'll do it stopped that'll do drugs it. uh but he married his high school sweetheart nice whom whom was never around when he was wrestling huh. like like that started long after they had broken up and it ended long before they got back together they got married, and he, he actually died in a car accident, which I had forgotten. Like He, he died in a car accident? Yeah, he died in a car accident. Uh, so it wasn't even like natural causes or I thought or he died of two th- I thought he died in 2005 of heart failure, and I guess I just thought he was Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, but anyway. he, he, had a, he had a nice little happy, happy life at the end of his life there. That's our, that's our macho man. Um, let us know who you think we should do dedicate an entire episode to, and uh, maybe we'll do it one day. And I'm looking over at your notes, Matt, and you have RK Bro written at the bottom. Uh, we had briefly discussed trying to do a, a fourth, like, short segment ending on, like, something that we like happening. Okay. In wrestling, but I wasn't going to push for that this time. I just wrote that out in case you really like the idea. I mean, I love RK Bro. But uh, yeah, let's we we can just end that real quick. Is yeah, RK Bro is one of my favorite things happening right now. It's it's the worst pairing that's that's (laughs) given the greatest reward. (laughs) RKO and Matt Riddle is fun. It's just downright fun. It's fantastic. Um, And I hope it lasts forever, but it probably won't. Well, we're glad you guys joined us for this podcast. We had a lot of fun. We're glad you've listened the entire season. Um, I know you guys have because we are the most listened to podcast on LTN Radio. Aside from (laughs) one episode of Church Nerds. Okay, well, hold on. That's that's still a bit misleading. (laughs) I don't think it is. I don't there. think it's misleading. Love okay, thy fine. nerd. I'll Hold tell on. You. Let me just clear it up. Love thy nerd 
has two different locations where podcasts are are presented from. And I specified LTN Radio. Right, 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 right. But but just just all the other podcasts are also on LTN Radio, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but from our collection of podcasts, we're pretty popular. We're pretty popular. <laughs> Which is and it's all kind of crazy. Guys. Hundreds of listens. Hundreds. Hundreds. Uh, for something that's we've only done 12 episodes of. I think this is our 13th episode. Yeah. So, uh, so. so And I really think it is largely because people are finding out that there is a clean... Uh, Family-friendly wrestling yeah. podcast. I mean, yeah. Most of the time, anyway. <laughs> family-friendly. We try to be. <laughs> it's hard to um, be totally family-friendly just because of the content. But, but uh, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of Matt's heart, um, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, listeners. <laughs> that whole thing. <laughs> and don't worry, because we're going to be back uh, in, what did you say, August? August, uh, we'll be back with the podcast. But uh, like we mentioned earlier, we'll still be around with... Uh, Watch-alongs for WWE pay-per-views. and Yeah, we're going to be having a lot of fun. We're going to be having a lot of fun during this break. And so um, we hope you'll join us. If you have not listened to all of our other podcasts, the good news is they're kind of anywhere you can get podcasts. I mean, you can get them on Spotify, Google Google Podcasts, also, Amazon. Also, most, most of them like are, are pretty – like you can listen to them at any point. Yeah. Like we talk about the latest stuff in the first segment, but beyond that, pretty much everything else in there yeah. is is – it's yeah. a lot of fun. You can listen to it anytime. Um, and be sure and keep up with us because during this break, all of our stuff will be on social media at LTN Two Words. Nope. To dang it, <laughs> dang it, dang it, dang it! I was so proud of myself. I was going to be so proud of myself for getting it right. At Two Words LTN on Facebook mainly, but we also have Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> For those keeping count, I have yelled twice on this podcast <laughs> and and gotten this over. Oh, gosh. That's at so funny. LTN. No. At two words. Why do I want to keep on the LTN? It's not alphabetical. <laughs> at LTN. At two words. LT- I'm out. I'm out. Thank you guys for listening. Go find our socials somewhere out there. It's out there. You know where to find it. At two words, LTN. There we go. <laughs> and be sure and check out all of the other podcasts that Love oh. Thy Nerd has to offer. LoveThyNerd.com. Go down to the podcast. And, uh, I mean, there's things for, for all of you nerds out there. There's a lot of stuff. And so, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. And we cannot wait to, to get back with you guys producing even more episodes, even better episodes, even more fun episodes. My name's John. His name's Matt. And if you're not down with that... Well, I got two words for you. Nobody said life was easy, so if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up, and fight again. And you're a macho maniac. Dig it. Dig it.